Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Ram fans, this is Rams Up, your favorite L.A. Rams podcast. We are proud members of the Fans First Sports Network. That's fansfirstsports.com. You can also follow us on YouTube. Our channel is at L.A. Rams Up. I'm your host, Mark. You'll hear from my co-host, Tom, on occasion as well. Hey, we're not Rams insiders. We're just longtime fans who love talking about our Los Angeles Rams. Let's get to it. Rams up back at it here again. Episode 351, and we're going to kick it off by talking about a player who wore number 51, a guy that was with the Rams twice, linebacker Will Witherspoon. Drafted out of Georgia in the third round of the 2002 draft by the Carolina Panthers, played with the Rams from 2006 to 2009, and again in 2013. One of those athletic sideline-to-sideline linebackers. So he ended up playing for the Rams for five years total. Didn't get to play on any good Ram teams, but he did play in all 16 games in the 2006 season for the Rams and had a career-high 113 tackles and three sacks that year. He followed that up in 2007 with a career-high seven sacks and was the team's MVP that year. Will Witherspoon, number 51. Get through some Rams news. Jeremy Springer an assistant special teams coach with the Rams is getting interviewed by the Patriots. And Les Snead talking up Raheem Morris, saying this guy deserves a head coaching job, and if he gets one, free agents will flock to wherever he goes. So hopefully it's not the Seahawks. What else we got? Sean McVay, pretty noncommittal, and that's an understatement about Stetson Bennett's future with the Rams, saying he really couldn't comment right now on what his future with the Rams might be. So we're probably going to have to wait for a few months before we find out anything about Stetson Bennett's future with the Rams. My preference is the Rams try to retain Carson Wentz. He's a perfect fit as a backup quarterback here. I'd feel much better about our playoff chances in 2024 if we had Carson Wentz on our sideline. So I did pretty horrible last week. With my playoff picks, one correct, five wrong. 
I don't even want to talk about it anymore, but I am going to make my picks for this coming weekend. In the AFC, I'm rolling with the Ravens and the Bills. And in the NFC, the Lions and, you guessed it, the Packers. Probably not going to happen, but that's what I'm picking. I can't pick the 49ers, just not going to do it. And who are the ex-Rams playing this weekend in the divisional round? Well, with the Lions, you got Jared Goff, Josh Reynolds, and Jake McQuaid. The Texans have Robert Woods. The Bucks have Baker Mayfield and Greg Gaines. And the Bills with Vaughn Miller, Leonard Floyd, and Taylor Rapp. Well, here you go, folks. What you've all been waiting for, my 2023 Los Angeles Rams award show. It's always a lot of fun. Let's get right to it. Some of these were so easy. Actually, almost all of them were easy when I get to thinking about it. Not a lot of deliberation between me and myself making these decisions. We're going to start with, we're going to start with the most improved second year player. Well, about a year ago, I thought Kyron Williams was, well, would I use the word bust? No, but not a really impressive pick. Just another running back, just another guy, just another player that may get some touches in the preseason and here and there during the regular season. But other than that, we will forget who Kyron Williams is or was in a couple years. And then 2023 happened and Kyron Williams emerged as one of the best running backs in the NFL. The most improved second year player by far, Kyron Williams. The most improved third-year player. Well, you know, Ernest Jones had already established himself as a very good linebacker, but he was playing next to Bobby Wagner, kind of stole some of the luster from Ernest. But this year, he emerged as, hey, just like Kyron Williams is one of the best running backs in the league, Ernest Jones, one of the best linebackers, and he doesn't get the press and the attention a lot of other players do. A lot of other guys at that position. Once some of these linebackers get elevated by announcing crews in the press, the guys that are just below them never really emerge, never really get the notoriety they deserve. Ernest Jones set a record for tackles in a season for the Los Angeles Rams. One of the best blitzing linebackers in the league. He is clearly the most improved third-year player. And you know what? He didn't really improve that much, but he is now a premier NFL linebacker. My most improved fourth-year player, well, it's his first year with the Rams, but he clearly has elevated his game, guard Kevin Dotson. I'm not sure if this offensive line, and this offense actually, could have accomplished what they did if we hadn't made that trade for Kevin Dotson. Man, Les Snead nailed that. Now we just got to get that guy resigned. I'm not going to go beyond four years as far as those awards go. And now I typically give out an award for most improved offensive player. You know, you got to give it to Kyron Williams. So we're going to move past that real quickly. He's our most improved second year player and he's our most improved offensive player as well. Who is our most improved defensive player? And I found that one to be pretty easy as well. And I'm giving that to Quinton Lake, our star nickel cornerback. He may have been our most reliable, consistent player in the secondary all year long, and he's going to be a key guy next year. Quentin, like, you know, he was nursing an injury his entire rookie year. 
finally got it straightened out late in the season. This year, stayed healthy, and he was very, very good all year long. Our special teams MVP, that was pretty easy too. Lucas Haversick, no, it's not Lucas Haversick. I got to give it to Brett Maurer. No, not Brett Maurer. I would give it to Alex Ward. <laughs> our long snapper did a pretty good job until he got hurt, but I have to give it to Ethan Evans. Not the greatest punter in the league. He has a few things he can work on, but he was the only one that really didn't blow chunks all year long. So I'm giving it to Ethan Evans. This is the story of The One. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Now here comes the big ones. And again, these were all pretty easy. Our defensive rookie of the year came down to two guys, Kobe Turner and Byron Young. Byron Young got out of the gates really fast. Kobe Turner was a steady force all year long. Who am I giving it to? The envelope, please. It is Kobe Turner. Surprise, surprise, Kobe Turner. And he's going to be on a bunch of all-rookie teams. And he actually is going to be on all all-rookie teams. And he may even get the Defensive Rookie of the Year award. Kobe Turner defensive lineman out of Wake Forest. And who is our offensive rookie of the year? Two guys really in contention here. Puka Nakua, the wide receiver, and Steve Avila, the guard. And we all know how this is going to turn out. Predetermined, but let's open up this envelope just to be sure I get this right. Well, it's Puka Nakua. Puka Nakua got all the votes. That means he got my vote. Puka Nakua, our Offensive Rookie of the Year. Who was our Offensive MVP? And it really comes down to four guys. Four guys in contention for this award. I would consider Kevin Dotson, Puka Nakua, Kyron Williams, and Matthew Stafford. But who was the guy that really made it happen every game? And without him, who was the one guy that we could not have gotten this done with. And we, hey, we found out what this team looked like when he went down. Well, I'm going to give it away. Let's go to the envelope to make sure. Yeah, Matthew Stafford. Now, I understand a lot of people are going to say Puka Nakua. And you know what? I wouldn't push back strongly on that. And I wouldn't push back on Kyron Williams either, because he is certainly a difference maker. He changes this offense. But come on. Matthew Stafford. Without Matthew Stafford, uh, it's so hard to replace a guy like Matthew Stafford. At his best, I'm just going to come out and say it, he might be the best quarterback in the league. And who is our defensive MVP? Hey, some of these guys are going to get two awards. Let's check it out. Probably guessing who's getting this already. Our defensive MVP is Ernest Jones. Ernest Jones. I mean, Aaron Donald is a difference maker. Kobe Turner had a great year as well. Akilah Witherspoon, 
In a weak secondary, he was a very steadying force, but Ernest Jones was the most impactful player on a game-to-game basis. I'm giving it to Ernest Jones. I'll close with a couple of negative ones. Shouldn't do that, but I'm going to. Who was our most disappointing player? Well, pick a kicker. Pick any kicker. And who is our most disappointing draft pick? Well, at this point, it's Stetson Bennett, a fourth-round pick. Hoping he gets it together. Hoping he comes back and makes a career out of the NFL with the Los Angeles Rams. Crossing our fingers, hoping the best for Stetson Bennett. But right now, it's clear he was our most disappointing draft pick. So there you have it. Defensive MVP, Ernest Jones. Offensive MVP, Matthew Stafford. Offensive Rookie of the Year, Puka Nakua. Defensive Rookie of the Year, Kobe Turner. Most Improved Defensive Player, Quinton Lake. And our Most Improved Offensive Player, Kyron Williams. And you know what? I'm not done after all. I'm going to give out two special awards to two coaches. One on the defensive side and one on the offensive side. Let's start with Mike LeFleur, offensive coordinator and brought over by Sean McVay to help redesign and improve this Rams rushing attack. And wow, did he get it done. A significant change in philosophy along the offensive line and the design of this running attack using the duo more in the zone blocking less. And man, did it work. Bringing in guys like Kevin Dotson and Steve Avila helped a lot, but Lafleur, you got to give him credit. Now, I don't know how much he really had to do with it, how much of it was Sean McVay, how much credit we should give to offensive line coach Ryan Wendell or running backs coach Ron Gould. And maybe there's some other assistant coaches that had a big part in this as well. But man, shout out to Mike Lafleur and his staff getting that running game going one of the best rushing attacks in the NFL. And it wasn't by accident. It was taking some serious risks and changing tactics, changing strategy, and improving this running game overnight. And on the defensive side, I mean, over the last two years or so, people have really hammered on Raheem Morris. And we went into the 2023 season, most of us anyways, thinking that Our defense was going to be really, really bad. I think it was going to be bad. I thought it was going to be average, but you get the point. It was going to be our offense that was going to have to win games. We were going to have to outscore opponents. We were thinking a lot of games are going to be in the 30 to 26 range, something like that. And early in the year, it was quite the opposite. This defense gave up 13 points at Seattle on opening day. Then we lost to the Bengals week three, 19 to 16. The Colts and the Eagles both scored 23 against us. The Cardinals, we held to nine. And then we had a stretch there where we held the Seahawks to 16, the Cardinals to 14, the Browns to 19. This was not a suffocating kick-butt defense, but considering what we started with and the number of significant contributors this defense lost from last year, Jalen Ramsey, Leonard Floyd, Greg Gaines, Troy Hill, Ashawn Robinson, Nick Scott, David Long, Taylor Rapp, Bobby Wagner. I'm leaving off some other guys too. And to come out and put together a defense that performed like this, again, not a top defense, but a defense that kept us in just about every game. But the only one that got away from us was that Cowboys game. So shout out to Raheem Morris. He took way more heat than he deserved. And he proved what kind of coach he is this year. And 
you know, I kind of hope he gets a starting gig. Kind of hoping he comes back though. So Raheem Morris and Mike LaFleur, my Los Angeles Rams coaches of the year. That's going to do it for this episode. Remember, you can reach us at ramsuppodcast at gmail.com. And don't forget about our YouTube channel. Our handle is at laramsup.com. Till next time, keep the horns up, stay safe, and have fun out there.